Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, let's get into it. Um, dude, well, thank you for um, all those thank kind you. words right before we started podcasting. You were telling me that everybody should subscribe and all that stuff. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he was just really, you know, really being very gracious with compliments and stuff about the podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> All of you should subscribe right now. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I told Bronte <laughs> I was going to lead in with fishing for a... Fishing for, for a plug. For a compliment or a plug. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was my goal is to get you here, get a sound clip. I of was like, actually saying how people shouldn't subscribe. And they should consider... <laughs> unsubscribing. If there was a... <laughs> you should consider unsubscribing, going to another automotive... Drag Race podcast, but I don't think there is one. Yeah, it's a huge market. There's literally you are basically monopolizing. I have definitely a corner on if you want to hear somebody talk about drag racing and then also talk about conspiracy theories and yeah. really just go off the rails yeah, and then hear a pregnant wife sometimes yell at me. That's yeah. that all happens right here on this channel. I feel like you have really nailed your niche on this though. This is this is Cooper. Right here is is doing this podcast, so I'm I'm really happy that you're doing this. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, talking has always been my goal in life is to just hours I mean, on end. You dig into interesting things. You always have. I mean, the conversations that we had on all our long drives to you know to Vegas and stuff when we were first doing this stuff are the they sound a lot like the ones you have right now they are very so, similar they're very similar i think i actually caused you to get a better set of noise canceling headphones for yeah. editing while we were driving yeah bro i think at some points i was just editing and you were just talking to holly 100 percent aliens <laughs> <laughs> well when you're driving out to vegas aliens are on your mind they have to be you're ba- you go you drive by area 51 all of the cool stuff is yeah. out there hidden in the desert what is the latest Conspiracy theory, you got a good one right now? I mean, aliens are for sure real. Like, there are no <laughs> doubt about it. Or, Just because the aliens or at are least for sure Europeans real. are, like, they they know that they're out there. There's, like, a six-month thing that the government just announced. Yeah. That they're if you releasing. have information about it, you can now be a whistleblower for the next six months. Oh. Because the U.S. House wants to hear about it. Hmm. But it's a boring conversation probably to start off with. Okay, because, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the good stuff. Yeah. Um, did you buy the Supra? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did not buy it. I saw that, and I was I like, not, man, not it's, buy it. it's one of the coolest cars, but I feel like it is so unusable for what like you really 100% want to do. 100% a bad purchase. I mean, there is zero reason for me to own that vehicle. Like, too nice to put a cage in to go drag race it. You can't put a cage in it. No, you can't. So you gotta, you gotta, dra- but you gotta drag race it. You gotta drag race it. Here's the deal. <laughs> I, you know, Victor brought the car to my shop, which is clearly a tactic. So we all rode in it. We all love it. And I put up a thing to get five hundred thousand subs or five hundred thousand likes on the video. We didn't hit. So, 
That would have for sure made me buy it. We got like, if you combine the, the two videos and the one other thing, George calculated that you can get to 500,000 likes. Mm. So, you know, that was up in the air. That sounds like a weird but technicality. I, though. I'll tell you this. No one else has the car. And it's at induction, and Victor's calling me like, hey, I'm going to do some stuff, and I'm bringing it back. Because behind the scenes, it had some problems. So, you know, in the video, it looked like it was ripping good. But that was, in fact, after, you know, some issues. Hmm. As you know, yeah. most cars. Two J's and Two. performance cars. Let me turn off this fan. Huh? Yeah. All right, guys, I wanted to interrupt this episode real quick to talk to you about merchandise. So on the website, cooperbogetti.com, there is a great line above T-shirts right now. The plant more trees green one that I wore throughout this whole episode is available. Then we got the red nothing but sauce and the black three liters of fury shirt. These are awesome shirts. Some of my favorites and a nice variety of colors. So go on the website, cooperbogetti.com. Get yourself a shirt. I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys so much for watching these videos. It means the world to me. Allows me to do what I get to do. And I am so pumped to be able to get to do this and sit down with car guys. Now, let's get back to the video. Yeah. In the event I didn't buy the car, I didn't want it to look bad because that's true. Because it is like I wanted Vic to still be able to sell it. Yeah. But it was having some fuel supply issues. So we would make one pull and then the next pull it would fuel cut. Hmm. So, like, but it doesn't have a surge tank. So it has a rear pump and then a mechanical pump. For whatever reason, first pull of the day, good to go. Second, third pull, it would get progressively worse to where it fuel mm. cut. Don't know how. Could just be a heat issue. Hot that's what I thought. Cavitating. That's what I thought. I don't know. Yeah. And we weren't in the position to take the car apart. And it's not your car, so you're not going to just diagnose I it. I know, I know. Like, but I wanted to rip it so bad. It's probably a good thing that it broke mm -hmm. because I would have kept ripping it. And it's such a good car. I remember that car, you know, three years ago when Victor was trying yeah. to, you know, go, I think, eights in it, stick yep. shift, and H pattern car. I don't know. I mean, maybe you've been around for a couple of tries, but I've been trying to buy that car for a long time. Like, I've been contacting Dan. I have text yeah. messages dating back to 2020. Like, bro, sell me the car. Then these guys list it without even calling me. I'm like, unbelievable, Victor. So you had first right of refusal in a way, and they ignored it. They ignored it. Wow. Yeah, because so. I got always got hit with, I'll never sell this car. Mm -hmm. which Victor says that a lot about cars. I've actually found that this is a very good sales tactic. If you see someone potentially interested in your vehicle, you know who does this a lot? Dave Sparks, my buddy Heavy D. He's gotten me with it several times. Mm -hmm. He'll say to me, I would never sell this. And I'm thinking in my head, damn, that sucks because I really want that. Then he'll contact me approximately 30 days after saying that. Say, hey, bro, I think I'm going to sell it. And I'm like, oh, what's the price? So you kind of put it in their head a little bit, and then you work towards it. Does it help to, like, you know, somebody like that, Dave, you could probably send him something else cool that he may want, and then he's like, oh, I yeah. need to liquidate something to – Get into this, and then it's like... Yeah, he does cha change stuff so often that the guy like that, yeah, you just can be patient, and mm -hmm. you'll end up with something, but... You have to wait him out. You got to wait him out, you but you don't have to wait too Hawk. long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not waiting out the Blackhawk. Right. Uh, is that where he, he just uh, he, he, I could pull up a text right now, 
actually, now that now that this happens, I can pull up a text right now of him saying, "I'll never sell this Blackhawk." He might be baiting me already, and I just realized. Yeah, he's already putting it into your head. So you thought you were using a tactic on him, but he's actually using a tactic on you. He may hmm. he may be baiting me right now. He may text me in the next twenty days and say, "Listen, I'm going to sell it." Here's the deal: the Blackhawk, very expensive to fly. That's a that's a big one. I would be doing myself. I wouldn't be doing myself a favor to buy that. I, have, I definitely have no use for a Blackhawk. He's already made the content <laughs> for the most part as well. Yeah, he's made a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and I looked into buying like a a crazy aircraft to do content with, but like the amount of money. Goat guns are goat. Our miniature gun models will make you the center point of attention. Display them at your office desk, bookshelf, or man cave. Collect and customize goat guns to your own liking. Each goat gun model has intricate parts that snap together to assemble. Start your next hobby addiction at goatguns.com. Takes to do awesome stuff with cars. You can do so much more awesome stuff. And I've always fully committed my bank account to doing awesome stuff with the cars. If I fully committed my bank account to just one aircraft, I feel like that would be very dumb. So, Yeah, it's a lot of money to tie up in something that you know is going to be down for maintenance. You know is going to be yeah. down, like, you know is going to have these bills associated with it that are not going to be, like, mm-hmm. good content bills. Yeah. They're just going to be, like, there. Dave like, is just balling on another budget, yeah. so it's just a different deal. Yeah. Like, when you <laughs> blow up an engine, though, it's a content builder. Yes. When your helicopter needs a service, it's probably not a very good Actually, con- yeah, no. That's a good point, because when we blow an engine, that's when we get the most views. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's the opposite. <laughs> that's when Leroy blew up. That's, like, going to get great views, and I'm going to mm-hmm. recoup some money. That's why when people don't realize, they're like, man, he has a great attitude about blowing up cars. It's like, yeah, well, that's the content. Dude, when I get pulled over, I'm like, write me a ticket, brother. I'm like, (laughs) when I pass a cop and I'm in one of my race cars, I'm like, be kind of good if you pulled me over. Yeah, remember the Dale truck one? Dude, do you remember when I called you how frantic I was? Before the cop walked to your window. (laughs) Dude, yeah, I was pulling over. I wish I, I probably do have that original GoPro clip. I literally, I see this cop pull out and i immediately i'm like called cooper i'm like bro i pulled over come read the thumbnail you gotta get the thumbnail got the greatest thumbnail i I was following in the c7 which also i was like he's gonna pull this thing over yeah (laughs) i i thought like i'm just gonna be in line because it wasn't like i was in you know your truck and i could just cruise by i know (laughs) If anything, I was making more noise and yeah. being more of a menace. That was, uh, I think that's one of the top five videos on the channel. For a long time. I think if I if think it, it still is. is, yeah. I think it is. The, yeah, that that probably paid for the Dale truck right there, just doing that. <clears throat> Actually, I believe that video, I think it got passed by the Mike Finnegan jet boat video, but for a while it was the most money I ever made off one video was the Dale truck getting pulled over. Dang, all because of that dang thumbnail. Because of that freaking fire thumbnail. Let me actually, I'm curious. But I know that the, I know that the Mike Finnegan video, like that video's got like 10 mm-hmm. million views. I don't know. Well, I was scared in that situation because one, I had to loop her back around in your very low, nice car that I hadn't driven that Stick much. shift. Stick shift. And then I had to take out my cam- my phone <clears> and <throat> film and take 
video and photo and driving by banger shot, an officer. Dude. I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna be next in line, and he's gonna now have a thumbnail of me getting pulled over as he drives. Away. All right, so it is number five. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. I mean, that video is probably from 2017. It so. is from. That's pretty good that it's hung on that long. Yeah. It's from 2018, February 10th, 2018. Okay, so... Turbo Whistle, still on top. Damn. Still on top. Isn't it crazy the low low investment in those two videos, too? Almost zero monetary investment. Incredible. December 2nd, 2016 was the Turbo (laughs) Whistle video. Because automotive YouTube has changed a lot from where you can have a couple zero investment videos Mm -hmm. and now it's so saturated where you you have to like do a whole build in one video to really yeah to really bring it in or destroy something or like yeah there's a lot of really good content out there as well yeah and there's definitely people that I'm watching that are doing these new strategies that are doing really well. Like mm-hmm. the, the video is like, I supercharged my Camaro. And then the, it's just one video, start to finish the whole thing. Yeah. Which that's like opposite of what I would do. Like that'd be like a five video series for me, mm-hmm. but mine are short. So they'll do like this one 40 minute video and then it ends up with 3 million views. And I think it equals the same amount as those five videos I would have made. I don't know. Yeah. And it's a lot more. I feel like it's a lot more engaging for a new viewer mm-hmm. because it's hard to get in on like a you're finished not car up from one place. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, I don't really know this. Like, yeah, it's, you wouldn't start a TV series on the fourth episode. Yeah, the the best description is like if you're gonna show somebody a video, like, oh, you should watch this channel. It's yeah. very hard to pick a video if you're just like, like if you start scrolling through, you're like, oh, which one am I gonna show him to really hook him? That's a but good then point. if you show somebody a video where it's like start to finish, all this Actually, happens. That's a really valid point because sometimes when I want to show someone like, oh, this is what I do. Like I look at the thing and I'm like, oh, not that one, not that one because he won't understand that one. Yeah, you're like there's no context yeah. here. That's a good point. Somebody who's really good at that is Weston. His start that's to a, finish. That's what I was actually thinking. Right through. When I was thinking of that, like that's what he does. Yeah. And Vice Grip does that. Mm-hmm. Rich Rebuild does, like, yeah. a similar thing. Like, he buys the car in the beginning, finishes it at the end, and you're yeah. kind of done with it. You're almost, like, you're tapped out on that that project, and you're, like, okay with it. Yeah, so we're shifting around a little bit to, like, play with those things. Like, I just tried to do, like, a Mr. Beast-style video with the 24 hours lapse. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird, you know? It's just uncharted territory. But I'm, I have no reason to not try other things for yeah. fun, so we're just doing it. Yeah, I definitely see that. And you have to evolve because the YouTube algorithm's changing. What people want to see changes, how people mm-hmm. want to consume it. There's The competition is really serious now. Yeah. Like when we first started, it was like the only other person making videos was like Street Speed 717 and Adam LZ. And Adam and then like Adam was the only one that was like working on cars. Yeah. Everything else is like bought a new car. Yeah. Now it's so different. And it's cool to see. I love that this is a big community now. Yeah. It hasn't, like, for some reason to me, it feels like everyone's been here the whole time. I don't know. But, yeah, now that you say that, when we did start, it was just Adam and T-Ray was just starting out. Yep. But that was back when we were getting 80 to 100,000 views a video. 
you know. So which this, is still healthy. So a lot of those people are still doing that. Yeah, that we that we're doing that with. But people have just flocked to YouTube to watch automotive stuff now, mm-hmm. which is awesome. There's almost nothing on cable television, automotive wise, that anybody would want to go watch. There's I very know. few things. Street Outlaws, people still yeah follow that pretty seriously. But, but it's so behind. It's like a year a year behind, and I think people feel that. 100%. And I think a lot of it gets put on YouTube now because mm-hmm. it's at a public event. They do all the racing at public events, right? You know who won. Most of the, for most of them. Yeah, it's all public. It's all open to the public. People know. There's YouTube videos. I thought about doing, trying to do that No Prep Kings thing just for fun, see mm-hmm. what it's like. I don't know. <clears throat> put together a big tire car and just go try it. I, yeah. I know. Um, it seems like they are crushing it as far as viewers and stuff. Yeah, but they they really are. It they pack stands. It's yeah. It's what I always compare to the WWE of racing. They have like these animated characters. These like yeah. It's like they're always like on the the drama. verge of of fighting. Yeah, you know, like they take it really serious. Yep. That's good. That's good. Not a bad way to put it's it. It's kind of invite only. You can't just like roll up and be like, I want to race. The yeah. F- I want to race with them. Yeah. You have to be invited. So it's like, it's very WWE like, <laughs> but then obviously there's real racing. 100%. Those crashes aren't fake when I they know. crash. That's the only thing is that no prep stuff is a little sketch. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who knows if it's the setups or just overpowering the track and not wanting the lift or the drivers. Because some drivers haven't crashed ever. I've seen some of those guys who've never crashed. But yeah. then you see some guys who are crashing them things all the time. So it's probably more driver related. It's probably a mix of that. Car setup, you know, the chassis guy you have behind you that helps a lot. And then yeah. sometimes the car will just cross lanes and hit into the freaking other car. I know. Like they'll just take each other and out. You know what I've been seeing a lot lately is uh, people are having these cars built. And then the first time out they're going for kill the hardest pass they can do and that's just a recipe i mean all of our cars we've started eight sevens you know whatever 11 10 9 7 like all the way down people are just going straight up for the fastest run the car is capable of on the second pass now because they're so scared to post on the internet that they went a 940 on their first day out because people will be like, oh, I have that same combination, and I went 790s. Like, this guy can't build nothing. Mm-hmm. Remember when we used to get that all the time? Oh, I know. I, all I talked, the time. When I had Matt Happel on, <laughs> I talked to him about it. I was like, I understand the hate, I because I, I told him that. I was like, yeah. I get it. Like, a lot of it oh, was yeah. warranted. They were the king <laughs> of it, yeah. A lot of it was warranted, though. We did some stupid stuff that kind of, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely... I, I understand how that works. Yes. And even with my car, when I first had the Camaro out, it went 840 on the first pass, and I was nowhere near ready for that. <laughs> yeah. I hit the brakes, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's stock in the front. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, there is no parachute. Like, it was yeah. needed it. But even 840 is like, that's controllable. It is. When these guys are power wheeling their cars at 300 feet, mm-hmm. trying to go at 390 in the eighth, like, that's when it's getting... I. It's had to have happened five times in the last year. There's a reason NHRA shortens the track, like for the fast guys, you know, 1,000 feet yeah. only, and then they shorten it. Like people always make fun of eighth mile, but like 
they're going 390s. Yeah. What do you expect him to do? Run that thing out every time? <laughs> uh, That's just dude, crazy. I don't know. We're talking about like a screw-blown Hemi yeah. that would completely exit its block probably at 800 feet. Yeah. It would just... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's... But it is a thing, right? Like you see it where oh, people yeah. are just going so hard right off the rip. I think it's because they're afraid to post it on Facebook that they went slow. Well, part of it too is I think the engine comes from your engine builder with the tune-up in it. Yeah, and they're like, really, "This is the power." It makes. Some of those, yeah, you can't slow them down. So you're if you're on like a pro charger, you're not really slowing that down. Yeah, unless you like take it apart and yeah, change like, the gearing. You're so kind you of have on to kill. Send it. <laughs> Maybe you can lift early. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And even like a screw blown car, like yeah, turbos. It's very easy for us to turn it down. Yeah, but we, if you got a big blower, kind of hard to not make a lot of horsepower. And especially some of those cars that are super light, like Mullet is probably a thousand pounds heavier than a no prep Kings car. Definitely. <laughs> so, I'm so ready to get away from a heavy car. Like I would. Part of me wants to rebuild mullet and just make it really light, but part of me also wants to just like start fresh. I feel yeah. like I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's better to start fresh. It's it's cheaper, probably. Probably. It's probably cheaper to just start over. Like that thing's beat. Yeah. Have you seen it lately? I mean, I've seen it. I I a year ago I looked at the back and I was like, is it bent? Oh, I was yeah. like, does oh, it not sit level? Like definitely the wing, I'm like, if you put a level no, the on the car, that does thing, not sit level. I'm like, man, well, the whole the... car is like this. Yeah, it's like bent because it's a one piece body, basically. I think there was an issue with you know because I use two chassis shops. Yeah, right. I use KSR and Profab, and James had a hand. Yeah, in it and too, James so. welded some stuff on. Yeah, you know, I and I think just because there was changing, not because either shop does something wrong but i think there's changing of the -hmm. way things were supposed you know project started by one person ended by the other she just didn't come out perfect but we are dialed in now well i always say this if you bring a car to five different shops they're all going to tell you they don't like the way that the other shops thousand percent they're going to be like that's stupid who would do it like that and they'll everybody will say that because everybody has a different opinion that is the right opinion yeah (laughs) do you remember how many times we drove to profab to get leroy worked on yeah Anytime we needed anything, yep. fabrication, window net, we're going to ProFab, our drive, there. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I had Cameron on the other day, and we were talking about that a little bit because yeah. Cameron was, he was the guy. He did it, dude. I mean, he did a great job. Now he builds some of the baddest cars in freaking all I was of actually the talking country. To him. I was talking to him today. I'm going over to a shop. Was it that, what, 60 no, something? No, nothing. I saw a comment. There was just up. a thing there. He's... His shop is weird. People finish cars and they're usually for sale. It's like yeah. a boat. Like when you buy a nice boat, it's almost for sale immediately. Boaters, I feel like, always do that. They just like, because they're ready for the next thing. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I have the problem of not selling enough things. Yes. But yes, I do see that people finish cars and immediately sell them. But boaters do the same thing. They're already ordering their next one or they're two That is line. true. They order them two years ahead of time. Yeah. Smart. Because you have to. Yeah. And it's the same with a car. Right now, if you want a pro mod, yeah. you've got to order it two years ahead of time. When's the last time you drove to Clearwater where the shop used to be? Um, When was I up there? I, oh, maybe for T-Shirt Labs party? Yeah. Yep. Dude, that I just had to drive the other day. That drive, we did that every day. 
Yeah, it's a horrible drive. And then we would always get there and have to drive to ProFab or wherever. That was a long drive. Yeah, 45 minutes and then yeah. another hour to ProFab. It was fun when we lived on the Tampa side, and then we would drive across the Gandy mm-hmm. to Clearwater because then we could rip it. I like the game. But going the Skyway Bridge route, what we have to do now is terrible. You get, you get on those two lanes, dude. You mm-hmm. get one guy in front of you. Yeah, that's a rough one. I hate the Skyway because they're always working on it. They're always painting something. They're always doing <laughs> something on it. The last five years, they've been doing something. Yeah. yeah. And it charges you every time you go over it. <laughs> yep, 100%. They, they love sending you a bill. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Now that I'm out of that area, I I have a hard time going back there. I mean, I, I went back there and went by the shop to try and see if anyone was around because I just wanted to pick mm-hmm. some stuff up. It was closed. But, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of avoid going up there. It's been, yeah. Well, now you can send people up there. You know, you got, Some, yeah, sometimes you got people I don't go that can there. go get the shirts and stuff, so it's not like you have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So just because T-Shirt Labs is there, that's yeah. the only reason why we go up there now. I know. You got to move them down here. They're crazy. I tried to move T-Shirt Labs down. I tried talking to the owner of T-Shirt Labs. I'm like, dude, you should move closer to us. I had a warehouse that I was going to lease to them. Well, their rent is going to eventually probably skyrocket. That area is really booming, and that's usually what happens. I mean, it happens to plenty of shops I've seen where the rent is just like, oh, it's doubled. And then you're like, oh, well, I I guess I'll move. Some some weeks we send our box truck like two or three times to get T-Shirts. Wow. Because it's just, yeah. if it's a busy time, like. And it's just not worth printing shirts. Like, I know. You do I so know. much in-house and like the printing side of things is such like an art. It really is. And they've gotten really good at it. Because I mean, dude, we've had the craziest problems with t-shirts. The other day we were having this problem where ants were eating the logos off our shirts. Like they would go through anything. So like, you know, the box where we like our, our receiving box. Oh, it's outdoor. Yeah. Because, like, if we get returns, like, they put them in the box. Ants broke into it, got through the bags and cardboard. Yeah, they broke in. And then they would get through the bags and eat just the logo off the T-shirt. And we're like, what's going on? You know, we hit up T-shirt labs like, hey, there's a problem with the ink. And they're like, this is the same ink we've been using for five years. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we and like at that point then we had ants coming in the warehouse because they're like on a mission for the specific t-shirt once they get a taste for that ink they're like we're Dude, there blue mcfarland racing shirt huh of you know, about a year ago have you done the test like lay them outside and see what oh. they go for well they would, like they wouldn't eat any shirts, other shirt like three different they shirts. would not eat any other t-shirt but the blue mcfarland racing huh and that's just some yeah. drama that I'm not worth. It's just like weird. Not things. worth it to me to print and deal with all that stuff. So they fixed it. It doesn't happen mm-hmm. anymore. Well, because like I think about like Matt with Demolition Ranch, who does it all in house, but he also does pr- screen printing, which is a little different. Like where you laser print. I think that's DTG direct to garment. Yeah, yeah. He has screen printers. Does like he? What Teacher Labs has, but then I, I know he does DTG, and I think. Maybe one other digital type. It's hard to match the. It's hard to match. I mean, dude, good old screen printing is just so good. Yeah. For me, you know, for me, a a Gildan 5050 dry blend with some screen print on it, that's my thing. I know. It's hard. I I hear people all the time. They're like, 
new onto the merchandise and they're like i wanted to get like high level ones i got like the next level or whatever and i'm like yeah but they're not as good they just they're more expensive they just they ruin it like they don't stay black as nicely they shrink all these problems i try to avoid um so to talk about cars a little bit have you thought about like trying to pitch a show to like netflix or something like a you know like an eight episode show maybe so there's these people who reach out like uh Gosh, I don't know what you'd even call them. Probably They're like Hollywood agents. Vultures. Yes. <laughs> they reach out. They used to reach out a lot more. Like, I got a Netflix show. Like, hi, we're from whatever brand, and we work with Netflix, and we want you to be the host of X show. Yeah. It's and almost greenlit. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we we constantly, yada, yada, yada. I used to get really excited about them. Remember when we would get excited about them? Like when yeah. we first were YouTube and they're like, we want to help you start a show. And I'm like, what? Like a TV show? Netflix? Hulu? Fired up. Yeah. And uh, they just are a huge waste of time always. So now we have like a $1,000 deposit mm-hmm. to discuss it for 20 minutes. And then that oh. almost always they go away. Yeah. But a TV show like Netflix would have to pay us an obscene amount of money to give up our freedom. But even if they just were like, we want to buy an eight-episode series and you can continue doing what you're doing, but you just have to then somehow produce. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Vice Grip does. Yeah, Vice Grip does it. Adam LZ did one pretty recently. Yeah. You did one with eBay Motors, right? I did a commercial with eBay Motors. eBay definitely spends the money. You know, eBay Motors is crushing it. Like, they're working with all the right people, I feel like. Like, I don't know if you saw their lineup for this Between Two Rides thing, but it's basically, like, it's just all the awesome automotive YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Like, they just, I don't know, I think they are doing a really good job. Like, the other stuff with the TV show thing, to do an eight-episode series, yeah, it would just have to be a lot of money because you know how long those would take to shoot, right? They would need maybe a couple months to do eight episodes. Yeah, it would definitely take a while. eBay Motors did that thing I did in one day. And you're burning content. If you do it for someone else, you're just like, you're throwing it away. And how would that be advantageous to them, I guess, in our situation? They would just get more people on On their their platform. platform. They would just like be able to advertise and then they would imagine you would advertise for free basically Mm -hmm. because you're trying to, you, you would basically do free advertising accidentally just because you, most people would be like, oh, I need this to do well. Like yeah. If it does well, then I'll get my next one. So you'll just yeah. advertise the hell out of it. Yeah, true. Trying to get people to watch it. Well, luckily we have our own mini Netflix with the Cleater Vision. So yeah, it's literally true. a mini Netflix. We can put whatever we want on it, subscription-based. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think at this point, there's no way I would ever drag everyone over to a show. It would just be interesting to do like a short series. I would do a short series if it was like a build-off. Yeah. With someone else. Well, that's all that Netflix wants to do right now anyway is a short series because if they only pick up car if they only pick you up for one season, yeah. You can't renegotiate your contract for the uh, next season. So they use people one season at a time. Smart. And then they'll just like Yeah. They don't have to worry about you. Imagine if they if Netflix came to us and was like, We want you to do a build off with the boosted boys, we'll film the whole thing mm-hmm. and pay you guys, I would do that. Just because that would be like different yeah. enough and really cool, but you would lose a lot of money if you produce it I and give it to them. Definitely, definitely would not be like making money 
but you would lose all if if you produce it and then sell it to them. So like comedy oh, stand up yeah. comedians do that. They make their own special and then they pitch it to Oh. They oh. own it. So it's kind of the opposite way. I was talking to somebody That's else about this. They're like either Netflix can produce it and they own like 90% of it or you can sell them a mm-hmm. refined show. Yeah. I Honestly, I don't think it'd be even worth all the emails. I don't think so at all. I think I'd rather just put it on YouTube for the great people who already follow our channels. Yeah, they're already there. Yeah. Do you think you work harder now or like speaking of emails, do you think you now is it mostly emails? Do you think you work harder now or when it was kind of um, firing up like when you were really on like the like basically you're saying like from when we were on the four come years up ago to, I guess to now yeah I yeah. don't want to say you're not on the come up now but obviously it's not the same yeah like when you're grinding to like make it all yeah. work I would say that I work last year I definitely worked the hardest I ever have this year with Rip being around I've definitely taken more time to be home with him because I love hanging out with him mm. but Mentally, I definitely am working the hardest I ever have been right now because we've got 25 employees. We're making big moves on yeah. on a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that require a lot of financial outlook and things like that. So that, yeah, but physical, I'm not working as hard. Physically. Yeah, you kind of had to zoom out more where you can look at seven months and a year in the yeah. future. Probably yeah. farther. Like last year, I did like freaking 12 dragon drives, you know, the whole mm-hmm. nine month of freedom, dragon drives. Most events we've ever done in the year, we like, you know, we went all out <clears throat> this year. Same stuff, but I've actually hired some people to help more. Mm-hmm. So physically, I'm working a little bit less. Mentally, on the events, I'm working less because that team just crushes it. But on like the grand scheme of things, the stress levels haven't gone down. That's for sure. Yeah, I can see that because even even if you're not working hard, you're still thinking about those 25 employees that yeah. every day depend oh, yeah. on 100. You because you're me and Booster Boy Kyle talked about this. Like as a content creator, you're bottom of this funnel. Whereas if you were a business owner, you'd be just top of like a pyramid in a way. Yeah. Whereas like if you stepped out. For a month as like a business owner you can kind of get away with that yeah but as the content creator at the bottom everything else way to put it everything else i always feel like i'm pulling the train like i'm dry i'm the locomotive like i'm pulling all of this yeah because basically now i mean my count you know i have a diversified but still my 25 core employees like that work for me Mm -hmm. like they rely on the youtube channel youtube channel feeds the Freedom yeah. Factory, the merch. If without the YouTube channel functioning at a high level, it's no bueno. Exactly. There's no like systems you can put in place. I know. Where you can like, oh, the content will make itself if I walk away. Yeah. Like it won't actually. Like no, nobody will hit yeah. upload on anything. Luckily, I have a divine addiction to YouTube. You have to. I am. I can't get like. I don't know what is wrong with me, but I love making YouTube videos. Yeah. Don't know if that'll ever go away, but it's my obsession. Like making a good video just fires me up. 
It, even if it performs badly. I was going to say, there's like a dopamine hit from that 1 to 10. I do not care. In that 1 to 10, though? Oh, the, a, one, the ranking thing yeah. for how your video is doing? Oh, the yeah. dopamine hit for sure there. Yeah, I think my 24 hours of lapse videos is uh, not hitting hard on that scale. 7 out of 10. Oh, not yeah. a slapper. You know what's number one? No, what is it? Is it a jet boat? Supra. Ah. That video is... Figure the jet boats are probably out of the 10 by now. <laughs> uh, yeah, the jet boats did really good because of that Idaho trip. Yeah. Jet boats always do good. I feel like, though, you're in a, in a good position where you can walk into your shop and you're inundated with content. Versus, yeah, there is unlimited content on our properties. Yeah. Versus like when we were doing it, it was like we would sit there for you know an yeah. hour and be like, "What the hell do we do today?" Oh, I know. We would like come <laughs> up with like anything, and then we're like James, you got anything? Like, what are yeah. we doing? <laughs> now it's like I come in the shop and like James already has the heads off something. He's like, "Brother, this thing's like screwed up." That's mm-hmm. content, and then George does something funny. And then lightning strikes in the parking lot, and we film that off mm-hmm. the cameras. Like this is just recollection of what happened today. Yeah. Like I don't, honestly like I, keeping my phone in my pocket's hard. There's just always funny stuff going on. Yeah, you're probably throwing away more content than most content yeah. creators can make in a, in a lifetime. We definitely, which is crazy. Definitely throw away a little bit of stuff, but yeah, it's gotten but, to a point where it's like. I try to use it all. I know. I just feel like there's definitely like engine swaps and stuff that happen that aren't oh, even like 100%. That kind of content where yeah. it's like you're like that used to be like that was like the big video yeah. for the week was like an engine. Yeah. And now it could happen. <laughs> well, any of our big engines, like our big, like the main character cars, we yeah. definitely film it. But like, for example, Twisted T had a problem. So over while we were in Idaho, Ty and Dave. Dave is the guy who does all the Crown Vic stuff. Yeah. Ty and Dave put the new 632 in it and just filmed it. And they just make me time lapses. And so that works really good. Mm-hmm. That's a great tool. But a lot of people are like, you know, you should just film a video on all the old stuff. Like, you know, like your old videos, you used to film like installing the clutch. If I posted that now and put putting a new clutch in Leroy, I think they'd be shocked at how poorly the video would perform. Yeah. That's no offense to where those videos, to what those videos are, but that's that's hundred thousand view videos. Well, that's what you needed at the time because that was the only. That's all we had. But if I wanted a hundred thousand views, I'd post a hundred thousand view video. Yeah, like I'm trying to post bangers where the entertainment is at a higher level. The whole video versus like just a little spike. Like you know, that's how Mr. Beast has. I'm not saying I'm trying to be like Mr. Beast. But, like, you watch his video, dude, it is just on the red, yeah. on the rev limiter of the whole video. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. obviously we're not at that point, but I think our videos are really good for a car guy. And I think he's a, a guy good. Who um, wants to work on his cars or enjoys automotive. I think our videos are awesome for that. He's a good case study on, like, what keeps people entertained. Yes. Because you can look at that and be like, well, that works. And you you try to imitate that in your own way. Yeah. But obviously, uh, you know, the first five minutes of the video is you talking selfie camera is not what you're going to make. Oh yeah. And that's not what works for Mr. Beast. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of just the tough part about it. Cause what you want to make may not do well. Yeah. Yeah. What 
and you know <clears throat> what works and what doesn't work is uh, a constant flowing mystery. So we just have to ride what we know sort of works, which is winning and racing at a fast pace. Mm -hmm. That always sort of works. And then like we just get these we get on these avenues like automatically like oh my gosh McFlurry is just like crushing it and then like that just gets us so much momentum we follow that trail until it tapers and then on to the next thing yeah so. that that's actually an interesting one too is is the winning thing because i feel like in the last year i've noticed you don't really need to go to these events i don't think it helps your channel i i don't yeah. think like the views that you get from going to like not to throw tx2 candor the bus but like to go to a TX2K for yeah. a week, deal with all the cars, that deal with the uncertainty. My, that might just be my competitiveness to want to like just crush people. Like, yeah, I <clears throat> still enjoy just destroying people. Like, if we can go and just crush a race, that's the best feeling, mm -hmm. especially a Dragon Drive. So that's probably more me. But I think our viewers. Yeah, you might be right. We might be able to just go to the drag strip on a test and tune and yeah. get the same. But, level. like, if you took that six days and did something else, you know, went to Glamis yeah. for the week or did something a little different outside mm -hmm. of, like, kind of the norm almost. Yeah. I think also, though, it does give my guys a lot of motivation and drive when they're at the events. Yeah. Because they're, way, they're a lot of fun. They're not always in the shop. They're a ton of fun. We're grilling out, talking to fans, mm -hmm. and... They're like in the zone. Like you should see Zach and Ty. I've seen Zach and James working on a car in between rounds. It's a totally different person Zach gets than fired at the up shop. Racing. Zach is a freaking animal at the track. When we when we were at World Cup and we were in between rounds and we won, dude. When we were going into the finals, I need a new name for that guy because it was not Zach, dude. It was another human being. He was like. We had this transmission leak. Every time it'd lock up, it would just shake all the fittings on the transmission loose. And Zach was like, bro, that transmission fluid was so hot. But Zach would have drank it. He would have drank a whole glass of it if he needed to. That guy was like, <laughs> he gets me fired up thinking about yeah. it, dude. I'm like, Zach, transmission's leaking. He's like, pull it in the trailer, dude. I, I'm like, not even on the lift. This guy's got gloves on. He's like... <laughs> About to punch a hole through the side of the trailer. <laughs> he gets under there. It's just a fitting. I'm like, all right, brother, chill out, dude. I don't need you having a heart attack right now. Yeah. Like, it's just, so I think, now that I think about it, that's the reason I go is because it's just so much fun for yeah. the guys. Well, because the competitiveness of racing is definitely, like, drag racing is the best sport. But then if you were to just, if you had, like, a third-party person come in and they were, like, looked at all the videos and they were, yeah. like, and how much each one maybe costs to make, they'd probably be like, you should stop doing this, yeah. this, this, and this. <laughs> yeah, they probably and you'd be like, would. but those are all the drag racing ones. They'd be like, you spent how much on it? I'd be like, it's an SMX, dude. I need it. Yeah. You know, but they'd be like, no, you should jet boat more yeah. or get a new airplane. Like they'd probably say they would be like, definitely jet boat more. Yeah. Jet boating has gotta be the most profitable <laughs> thing I've ever done. <laughs> like those boats cost us. I remember I thought I was spending a fortune to build them. But they never really need anything. Like yeah. we've had to push dents out of them. One one just blew an engine. Other than that, almost no maintenance. Which is a lot of content as well, <clears throat> working on them. But if they don't yeah. need to be worked on a lot, yeah, is even better. 
Yeah. Because you can only make so much content fixing something before it it wears on a content creator. I know. There was some early times in Leroy where it was like, wait, the the clutch clutch is coming out again? The clutch, dude. And pulling a clutch in a Corvette is is a job. Those were brutal. Remember when we put it in and then we'd lower it and it would like make some awful noise and we'd have to, and like, we weren't very good mechanics. Weren't. I still am. Still not. So still aren't. <laughs> yeah. But we were really bad then. Yeah. And we literally didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. I mean, Laz would give us a little bit of guidance. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's uh, guy, Laz, he, he would tell us, like, yeah, you got to take those bolts out. And we would take it out and be like, oh, wow. It was like an exploration yeah. trip. But then we would also we would start to exceed what Laz was even doing. Like we would do like drag like racing stuff setup. and like turbo stuff that like, Oh wait, now he doesn't know what's going on either. And then we're like, Oh no. You know what I was thinking about? Think about the fact that we once drove Leroy from Tampa to go drag race it all the way in Bradenton. We used to go to Orlando more. Yeah. But we, I'm just thinking we, we so drove stupid. Leroy from our house to drag yeah. race it. Like that's that how a long st- drive. Not only a long drive, it could have broken, but we were not worried about that. Yeah. We I had to leave my CTSV down in Bradenton several times. As many times as I drove it there. <laughs> I don't think it ever made it back on it under its own power. Dude, that thing <laughs> would never go down the Shout drag out strip. To it. <laughs> <laughs> that thing would never go down the drag strip. Uh, I was like, what is wrong with this car, dude? It would make a it would like either make a great like first second gear and then like shut off in third gear or yeah. uh, half of it was the ECU would do crazy things half of it was I sucked at driving a forty eight hundred pound stick shift car yep that made seven hundred horsepower it wouldn't even like you couldn't do burnouts in it because it was so heavy it would just yeah. hated them <laughs> it would break things that shouldn't have broken yeah that was a tough car and that's why I built the Camaro. Yeah, I, what are you going to do with the CDSV, though? It's a forever car. You know, like, I I always told myself. I just sit here sitting over here. <laughs> I know. I always told myself the long-term goal was to have, it like, an El Camino build where, like, everything, like, is just yes. fit and finish of, like, it has cool suits. It has air ducts here and, like, this yeah. and that, like, like, really cool stuff. And then the longer I go, the more I'm like, eh, maybe I don't really want that. So I'm like, until I really have a clear mm. idea. That would be cool. It would be a good car for that, I think. Yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, like solid rear axle, cut out the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, so it oh, sits man. until then. <laughs> Remember the day that we got the LSA done and we finally got Jeremy to tune it? And then you were like, you drive it. And I was like, hell yeah. And the balancer came flying off yep. in front of the motor, dude, right in front of the women's prison. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I was standing out the woman's prison, and the guy comes up to me. I'm standing, like, leaning up against this all-black CTSV, and the security guard thinks that I'm out there trying to, like, steal a woman. Pick up. Oh, yeah, like, help a woman escape. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, like, hit on the women because they there was, like, a open during the day, so they were able to, like, go to work, and then they go back at night. So yeah. they're in and out, and he, yeah. like, they were walking by me. <laughs> I, I, I remember there. they were wearing, like, gray jumpsuits, right? It was it was pretty similar to that. Yeah, it was. It was that's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah, not enough was. good places to pull over up there when you break your car. No, very few, very few. It's nice to be out of that area because, well, unfortunately, this area is getting similar. This area is crowded. getting really busy. I'm about to move further east. I because, have begged Bronte for that. Yeah, I'm just. 
Like my road when I moved in was so quiet, and now it is popping. Yeah, it's absolutely popping. They yeah. like there was no street, there was no stoplights there, and now there's like six. It's yeah. crazy. Have you? I mean, you've been roundabout last month. All the houses built around it. You mm-hmm. remember when it was just an open field? The scary thing is too, once they start adding a bunch of churches, because you know those things are crazy during freaking right after church lets out. Them things Dude, are wild. You see the one across the street? Well, there's like a mega church yeah, right down I the street. I got the mega too. church a quarter mile away. And yeah. then I have the one right next to my house that was there before mm-hmm. I moved in. And then now there's one directly across the, the street. The one right next door never really got too crowded, I feel no, like. No, they're they're great people. The one neck across the street looks like it's gonna the be. The one across the street has been popping. Oh. Dang. So when it's when it's church time, dude, my roads is done for. Yeah, there's just nothing you can do. Just three churches right there, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple at the ends of the roads too. Like they're yeah. they really like, there's like police mm-hmm. all over the road because they just uh, they help people exit the churches. So. Yeah. So this weekend we'll be at the Freedom Factory as well. Well, this will be out yeah. after that, anyways. I haven't decided what I'm going to bring out there because most of my stuff is pretty. 240? Flapped out. Yeah, it needs a little bit of TLC, but it could go out there. Fucker's good. Don't, I mean, did you you straighten her out from the crash, right? The yeah, crash. yeah. It's all good in the front. She's dialed then. <laughs> and those tires on the back are the are from a Crown Vic. Yeah. They're like the NT 555 five, 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 G2s. Yeah. And I put them on, and I'm like, I am not popping these things. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, these are... these a are A lot of tread on these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was worried, and I knew I didn't pop. I didn't even come close to popping them. They look like they're brand new still. It's a little sad. Yeah, it takes a lot of power to pop a brand new set of tires. A lot of power mm-hmm. or a lot of time. Well, especially with a 240 when the back of it weighs nothing. So you're not yeah. really putting any pressure back there. Yeah, that car looks very light in the back. It is. It's not that heavy back there. So that doesn't help me. It was kind of like with the Mystery Machine. Like <laughs> It's very similar to just... Yes, dude. Well, you know, it's open drift night or it's open track night, so you can do anything. And we're going to have the jump out. So if you want to jump, do that with the 240. That would be kind of cool. The jump's only this high. Like, we're talking like a foot and a half? Or are we talking from the ground? We're talking the from jump the table. Is this high. Okay. I didn't know if you meant from the no, ground. No, I was no. like, oh, <laughs> it's like a 32 inch table. No, dude, you're good. It's, it's about 14 inches. Okay. So. That's, if you're looking for something, does sporty, it have a landing ramp or is it just a just a concrete mm, pad? Man, so you can't miss it. That does sound kind of cool. I'm I bet you if anyone will hit it this weekend. I bet you I'd hit my headers going up it. <laughs> Probably those things are low. <laughs> yeah, it's so miserable how low they are. I'm curious what'll happen this weekend. We have 80 cars signed up already, wow. and it's open track night. The only rule is you can't go in the grass. Hmm. So. so. That means somebody will go in the grass. I mean, undoubtedly someone will. Probably James. Probably James. But I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I I told people they can do their own stunts, too. So if they bring, like, a – I have the jump, but if they bring something else cool and they have the safety equipment – If they sign the waiver. I'm here for it. If they sign the waiver, that's really what it comes down to. If you sign the waiver, you're good. I think you should bring out the the golf cart. Oof. I tried to fire it up the other day. It sounds rough. Need some spark plugs. Yeah. Or maybe some injectors. Try a burnout on that thing. It'd definitely roll. It would hook. Trying to tip that thing in. Yeah, it's got so much weight in yeah. the back. I definitely won't. 
It'd be risky. Are you going to retire the mystery machine yet? That thing is bad looking, dude. I felt bad last yeah. time I saw it. I was like, I yeah, think I, I need think to, it's done. I think you need to bury it or something. I blew the transmission in that slips episode, and I'm just, she's toast. Yeah. The body damage on it is just, I mean, every corner of it is knocked in. The frame's bent. The windshield is shattered. It's got an 8.8 eight rear end in it, though. Okay, well, I mean, it only took us an hour it's to put a hundred dollar upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Probably, it's probably done. I mean, it's got good heart in it that could go in it's something got some else, heart, dude. But that chassis, I think, has seen its. I think it's yeah. seen its end. That's pretty impressive. That thirteen B is still good. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Mike had it in him to, you know, put together such a good unit. He really impressed me. I'm just kidding, Mike. I I am shocked that that thing is that reliable. Yeah. And it still feels like it seems, makes the same amount of power. He but said, it also doesn't have that much runtime on it. Yeah, I mean, it's got but a lot of All the runtime run is hard, yeah. Well, he said, like, they, they loosen up and they kind of wear in over time and they start making more power. Yeah. It was a weird engine builder thing that he kind of... I bet if you took that engine apart, it looks perfect inside. You think so? I feel like it's one of those. Has it had a lot of maintenance? It's had the oil change. Never intercooled. It's had the oil change once, yeah. <laughs> Not intercooled. Once or twice. probably hard on that thing. Actually, once we went to change oil and there was no oil. Oh, okay. So that wasn't good. But, you know, you know they use clearly oil we've for, done everything right. They use oil for cooling, too. <laughs> Well, <laughs> it still ribs, so I don't know. I was talking to Bronte the other day. I was, you might find this interesting. I was saying we should try to break that record for the largest golden retriever meat, mm. food in Lakewood Ranch area. Uh, That's a good idea. There's probably a lot of golden retrievers in this area. It's a pretty bougie area. How many dogs are you up to? I got two right now. Just million Jess. Okay. Luna's back. I with thought her you sister. had picked up a golden. Just million Jess. A third golden for a little bit there. No, no okay. third. Millie's so fast. She probably looks like All two. right, so you're back down to two. Good two goldens, but there's that soccer field right by our house. That would probably be a mm. great place for a couple thousand yeah. golden retrievers to meet up. Dude, Holly's getting old. So we should do it now. Yeah. Yeah. She's. I'd be interested in doing that. She's, what, 2015 that dog was born? Holly? Yeah. I think she's a 2016 unit. Eight or nine years old. She might even be a seventeen. Something around there. Yeah, but dude, she's gray in the face. Yeah, so sad. I'm getting gray in my. But you're getting gray gray in the face too. I know. I always joked I wasn't losing my hair. (laughs) Dude, you do have a full head of hair. (laughs) It's just gonna be gray. I was (laughs) like, oh, I'm not losing my hair, and then I was like, oh, I forgot about gray. I'm losing my hair, but I can't go back to not wearing hats. Hats are so convenient. You're definitely. Once you become a hat guy, you kind of permanently a hat guy. It's hard to go out of it. And it sells your merchandise, too. I just love a good hat. You throw on a good hat, dude, your hair looks good. You're dialed in for the day, especially you wear helmets a lot. You mm. just put her on. You're dialed. My dad actually said that one of the first times like he met you. He's like, has anybody told Garrett he's going bald? Because, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that wasn't when I wore hats. Because my dad, my dad is bald. So he's like, I... I you can pick these things up. <laughs> you know, my grandpa had to do the the uh, hair yeah, where transplant. Yeah, from your butt. There's a chance I'm going to have to do that one day. It. I mean, you don't have to. I always told Bronte I would just go bald, and she hates that. Dude, I wouldn't be able to keep up with, like, the keeping it a clean bald. Hmm. 
It'd be, I think you just look really bad. My dad always has this thing where he's like, bald guys look tough. And then he also has this thing where bald guys always look the same. All bald guys kind of look the same. Bald guys do look tough. That might just be because cops shave their heads a yeah. lot. Like Joe Rogan's kind of bald. Yeah. He's, he's tough looking, you know. Like yeah. Bruce Willis, you know, tough looking stuff. That's true. Um, we're also getting to that age where you have to either get into World War II history or grilling. Yeah, I went the grilling route. Yeah, I think I went the other. I don't really? Have I don't have a grill. <laughs> <laughs> World War II, huh? I was well. It's like that meme where it's like guys when they you know get old they go two directions. Yeah, either get into grilling. I've went, I've went total grilling. Yeah, I was over there. You have three grills. I know, and they all work. Wait, do I have a third? Well, you probably have one at the shop too. I do have one at the shop, and probably one in the. Well, I got the flat top. Yeah, and then I got the normal standard. You know. Traditional. Are you not sponsored by Blackstone? Nah, dude. They That's never crazy. hit me up. That's crazy, right? That is wild. I feel like I put them on the map. Or do you think it's like Mountain Dew where they know that you're just giving them advertising, whether they sponsor you or well, not? Well, Mountain Dew paid me. You know, they put me in a commercial. They did put you they in a commercial. They hooked me up. And Blackstone, nothing. Not a, not a peep. Not a nothing. I wonder who's their like parent company. They're probably owned by somebody. I don't know. Shockingly, you know, Mountain Dew did hit me up. So that was cool. But, cool. you know, I haven't done anything with them since because to big brands like that, we're kind of a, you know, flight risk. Well, I don't know if flight risk is the word, but we're kind of like. Wild card. Yeah, they don't have. I, I think they can't control the narrative enough mm-hmm. because YouTubers just do so much dumb stuff. Like they can't trust one and not all yeah i don't know yeah people have ruined a lot of brand relationships other youtubers and i was just talking to bronte about this i'm like as a youtuber and like you're kind of like you don't really have like managers and stuff like hollywood does where you have like two managers agents and all this we have to kind of of free agents yeah but like you can also get involved in a scam easily or accidentally scam your audience easily. yes i've seen a lot of people like they come out like an nft or like a merchandise thing or like something that they put their name on that accidentally scammed somebody because yeah. they didn't have they didn't have the guidance. What happened to NFTs? Oh, they're cooked. So did everyone just get smoked on that deal? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of ones that just did you own one? I've never owned an NFT. I've owned crypto. Dude, they must have got smoked because I remember when those things were selling for like a million dollars for a uh, ape. I think people were bored during the pandemic. What are those worth? I think now? it was just boredom. Dude, the board ape. What are yeah. The, yeah? What are those worth? I think um, somebody had one that was like two million dollars <laughs> that they bought yeah. it for that they could sell for like fifty grand. <gasps> like washed. Somebody made money. The guys oh, who made board ape. My goodness. Well, I was looking at like Nelk had an NFT. Yeah. And where's were, that? It was supposed to do all these things, and it's just like I don't know. Maybe I they talked to the wrong people. It. And like ended up kind of accidentally scamming your audience, and then you're kind of in a situation where you're like, "What do you do?" Well, Gary V had one too. Yeah, and I haven't heard anything about any of them. Gary V seems like the type of guy to follow through. He does. Nelk, but, Nelk probably as well. So I don't know. But we'll accidental scams is a tough one. That's because you could put your name on the wrong thing easily. Oh yeah, I'm sure you get offered I've, all the time. I mean, I've even posted ads before, and people are like, how dare you advertise for this company? And I'm like, "Yeah, well, shoot, I didn't know, so I took it down. Yeah, 
That's tough. Like that's, that's the beauty of being my own bo- yeah. guy, though. I'm my own content manager. I can be like, oh, screw that. So I don't know. Yeah, you almost have to like. You can't really vet everyone to the maximum extent. Yeah. But that's why somebody like Mr. Beast making his own chocolate bars and just advertising his own stuff is Dude, so smart. So legit. I just got some the other like earlier when we were at Walmart to are they try good? some more. Yeah, they are good. Oh, but I try one again. It's like if you just advertise your own stuff. Oh, that no, hundred percent. That's why worry. I love like Motion Raceworks. We use so many of our own parts on our cars. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy for me to advertise. Hey, try out this breather or this quick disconnect for your valve covers. You know, it's shout out to the good people over at Motion Race. I know, well, dude. I guess you're one of them, but I don't know. Do you consider yourself like <laughs> an employee? <laughs> or like, I know you're a part owner, but you're not like. Um, I would say because I am the face of all the advertisements. Oh, that that's I, true. I'm like, you can call me the. Well, I'm definitely the guinea pig hmm. of many parts. Yeah, I was going to say because it's tough. You know, I've had several motion raceworks parts in development like cause major issues with our cars. And that's just part of being the business owner, you know, Mm -hmm. like or being volunteering to be the guinea pig. So, but yeah, all the ads like have me in them. So I'll go down as maybe marketing uh, assistant. Can I get that? Yeah, owner, uh, owner, but in the marketing side. Yeah. Because. I don't think they want you touching a machine. Have you seen that uh, that catch can video where we blow the oil into the... Yeah. Dude, that video has blown up yeah. our catch can sales. Really? Like, probably, that's probably one of the most effective pieces of marketing I've ever made. I've seen that video a bunch, and then I've gotten the shifter ad a bunch where you're laying down. For some reason, that one does really good, too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we just go there, and I get in, like, a real goofy mood, and I just make a couple ads. Mm-hmm. Literally, I, I usually only go to Motion for one day uh, every quarter. Mm-hmm. And I just make one or a couple goofy videos, and then they just crank for the next quarter. But the ones that really stick, they just keep playing. Well, yeah, because it's not like a T-shirt ads where you have to constantly make new ones for the new shirt that's coming out. Yeah. Like, once you make, like, the shifter is not just suddenly, mm-hmm. like, that shifter head's going to be good for the next Three yeah. years, probably. Yep, and I love Motion Raceworks because those parts are freaking awesome. Like, when you get that part, it is absolutely 100% a badass part. You are not getting. Yeah. Like, that. that's what I originally wanted to buy into Motion Raceworks because I love their parts. But now the level of quality is insane. So Switching to the great value water. So yeah. It's tough. Tough times. Great value. Yeah. What's the parent company, dude? Better check it's not Nestle. It's probably Nestle. How many cookies a day do you think you eat or a week? Well, we have a diet challenge going on at the Freedom Factory right now. So I was, you know, four cookies a day since college. Yeah. Same amount of cookies. Okay. But just just yesterday, I had to cut myself off. Not like zero? I'm, like on, cold day, turkey? I'm on day two, zero cookies. Cold turkey day cut two, off. Dude. That's a tough one. <laughs> You're not gonna wean yourself off. I would off? absolutely crush a plate of cookies. But right you're now. not gonna like wean yourself off slowly. I'm not gonna do it. No, man, that's a tough. Everything one. in life, I've always done cold turkey. You know, like mm-hmm. if I gotta get rid of something, break up with a girl, dude. That's the last time I'm talking to her. Yeah, just done right there. That's how rip it the is. band aid off. Yeah, move along. Yep. 
That's fair. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. I definitely uh, can understand the cold turkey. I think that just takes mental fortitude that not many people have. I don't know. I told Maddie when we first started dating, I said, hey, just so you know, if we ever break up, be the last time you ever talk to me. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Do you remind her of that? Or is this like... <laughs> uh, you know, I think she knows now. Okay. You know, she wouldn't risk it. <laughs> <laughs> because of the implication. She yeah. wouldn't risk it. So we were talking about like what to do with like, you know, the different style videos. What's the next level then? Because you're you're different than a lot of YouTubers where you're business minded more than just content creation minded. Mm-hmm. And I think most YouTubers are just like entertainer content creators. But are you saying like in general on YouTube what the next level will be? Yeah, because you you look at things. I imagine I, I know you look at things more of like a business minded mm-hmm. and you got to be thinking like what is to get through that next threshold you know if you average 900,000 views a video where yeah. do you get to that average I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that cuz my goal is to get 50 million views in a month right now 50 million in a month so you would have to post 50 videos currently roughly right? yeah which is a little unsustainable it wouldn't work and if i was posting that much it would just like dilute, dilute. every all of them okay. so so you look at the monthly aggregate i think yeah, like right now, I can get 30 million views in a month. If I do, like the month of freedom, get 30 million views. Yeah. I think, you know, this, so George George now has been working in the office with me on just like creation stuff, and mm-hmm. he's doing making reels, editing. Because I put out a thing, like, hey, I'm looking to hire someone to do reels. And then I realized George is freaking awesome at that stuff. So I recently... Can't break anything. I mean, I didn't really give him a promotion, but I changed his job because George is a okay mechanic, great creator. Like, Mm -hmm. George George is just really good at that stuff. He's got a really, like, his mind is the closest to mine as far as creating as all the guys. So I was like, you know what, dude? Why don't you give this a shot? I bought him a laptop, and he's been doing really good. So we have now been... uh, thinking a lot about how do we go from just averaging a million views a video, which is probably what I've averaged for the last two years, maybe three years. How do we go to that 2 million views a video? And a lot of it is thumbnail and title, you know, that's, that'll forever Mm -hmm. be it. Yeah. But I think what I've seen with like whistling diesel and, these guys who are doing that, who are successfully going from 2 million views a video to 3 million views a video, is they're unlocking like a bigger audience by thumbnail and title that's killer. And then when you get in the video, it's just insanely awesome. Yep. And then they're also not posting it very often. So like that's hard for me because I love giving my audience a lot of content. But like when I was having a conversation with Whistlin, he was like, you kind of want people to crave for it, like crave that video. People don't crave because they know they're going to get my video the next day. Yeah, no so, one's messaging you like, why haven't you posted? Yeah, so that's, I think, if I slowed my videos down to once a week, I would definitely get closer to 2 million views a video. Mm-hmm. But that being said, killer title and thumbnail, and then just straight action when you get in there. Yeah. So, which I just saw a thing from Mr. Beast that said, it's a lot easier to make one video that gets 5 million views versus five videos that get 1 million yeah. views. And I was like, damn. 
I love that. That is, you know, I want to take his advice because he is the king, but I also, I just love making videos. Like it would kill me to not post for a week. You, you would lose a lot of connection to your audience, I think, because you're not going to be talking to them as much. Yeah. You're just going to be like, oh yeah, firing things out. You would lose a ton of like audience connection. Yeah. Like I read all my comments and like Mm -hmm. the video, our videos are so up to date. Like the video that'll be posted today is like from today. Mm-hmm. Or yes, today and yesterday. So I feel, yeah, that's a good point. That connection, I love that. Yeah. You'll lose a lot of that because oh. you'll have to cut out a minute segment of somebody saying, talking about a project. You'll have I to know. cut that out. Yeah. So that strategy will never work for me. Honestly, none of those strategies will, right. won't work for me. But what if you what if you used your second channel and kind of did like a main channel and then yeah. like feeder channels? Like, so... What we, what George and I have recently strategized is <clears throat> we're going to maintain our normal shop videos mm-hmm. and then have one absolute big banger, try to have one big banger every three weeks to a month. So like okay. we're, we're working on this one that's going to take us probably, it would take us a full week to complete it, mm-hmm. but we're going to just do like one day a month one day a week for a month on it to get it done. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be like a Mr. Beast size or a whistle and diesel style of video. Like a cinnamon cinematic story in yeah. one video. It's like I, a story it, start it, to finish. It'll be a start to finish epic video. Yeah. That's all I'll say for now, but totally different than normal. Like just BS and like doing awesome shit. It'll be like one, like, you open it up and it's like just insaneness. Keeps you hooked the for whole 20 time. minutes straight. Yeah. That's why a lot of these channels hire editors that do that kind of stuff. Like I f- plot line is so important and Hollywood yeah. has that really down. Yeah. I and started you- doing that uh that 24 hour lap video and I was struggling. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of editing. Because you're like that. like to do a lap counter that moves with the time lapse and all that stuff, dude, that's hard editing. Yeah, that seems brutal. So that would be nice to have an editor for. I hate that kind of editing. It's it like terrible. the least favorite. This is the best thing to edit ever. Yeah. I did the cheapest version of it I could. I just put the laps on whenever we changed drivers because mm-hmm. I rode the we wrote those down. But like I was you know, it's like I was like, oh I'll have a lap counter on the whole video. And like anytime there's a clip you'll be able to see what lap. I was I just made it up. Threw that out of the window. But you can't because <laughs> I live feeded the whole thing so people will look back and know when there was an actual lap. Roughly, yeah, roughly, uh, just kind of roughly guess, like, like, oh, and it was night, it was this, yeah. and it was day. It was that. Like, I was like, if it's not right, then I'll just not put it on there. I was yeah. like, screw it. I'll just. I still, we had so many driver changes. The laps got updated constantly throughout the video, but I wanted like an active number. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't pull it off. Yeah, so. that that's a good one. I like the twenty four hour challenge style video. I think that's a cool. Yeah, we came up with that from looking at Mr. Beast's channel. Yeah, it's a good change of pace and not. Yeah, no one else can really do that for the most part. Yeah, I don't think anybody else is like. Suddenly... I was like scared it was gonna pop off, and then we would have to do like twenty four hours at Daytona, mm. <laughs> twenty four hours yeah. at all these other places. But the challenges are cool. I think another cool one would be like racing on every continent. Something like that, where you yeah. kind of do something a little more grand. Like yeah. Some, like, I guess you have to work back from the title is normally how you do it. If it's not you a good title to, and thumbnail. You have to work back from the title and thumbnail to be on the viral level. Yeah, 
That's where you have to start. I would guess that Mr. Beast and their team sit down, think what's the best title and thumbnails we can come up with, and then just build a video off of it. Yeah. I was with um, Tavares a couple of weeks back, and we were just yeah. we were having dinner, and we were talking about the P1. Yeah. And it's just crazy. That is a wild deal Yeah, <laughs> to think to buy that, and it's worked out for him so far. Yeah. He's crushed it on every really good they've been on like trending every time yep but that's almost like you know that's gonna work Mm -hmm. whereas you can spend a a lot of money on something that yeah really might not work like flooded auction mclaren p1 is just always gonna crush right yellow massive investment i mean he he's the one who took the risk he took a huge risk on that dude what's up with the trending page on youtube is it just gone now does anybody use it i don't know how it works I don't know. You know, YouTube's never actually said what they consider a view. Like, what is one view? Why would you describe one view? Someone opening the link. No amount of time they watched it. Oh. But like, they've yeah. never they've never outright said what a view is. How mm-hmm. they how they count a view. <laughs> yeah. Because you can watch it all the way through, or you can watch a second. Yeah, I think anytime someone opens link. The video gets viewed in my eyes. That would be a view. But that doesn't help advertisers. <laughs> That's true. So maybe, well, the, yeah, but they don't base the advertising payoff of, I think it's based off of the impression. So someone watch has to watch it. Watch time, too. So watch like, time is important. Yeah, so if you had a ton of people just click the link and not ever watch the ad, you wouldn't get paid. Yeah, that makes as, sense. So... Also, if you don't have YouTube Premium out there, you're freaking crazy because YouTube Premium is life-changing. YouTube Premium is insane, and I think people think that they don't pay creators because of it. We still get paid. I don't know if it's less or more or if it's equal, but if you get YouTube Premium, you have no ads, and it's so cheap. It's so worth it. It's five bucks. Cheaper than Netflix, and you probably use YouTube ten times more. Dude, when I... Am like sitting in my living room and like our, say our TV gets like logged out of it and the ad comes on. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, it's... Bronte will go to show me a video and like an ad will pop up. I'm oh. like, Bronte, what are you doing? <laughs> Nobody like, has crazy. it. Though. No one has oh, it. Oh, I am all I can, for it. I can see in my analytics like the percentage of people that watched with that and it's nothing. And I'm like, how? So and back to like have to like feeder it. channels. Like you could have more channels that have cheap content on them to feed the main channel. That's always a that's like a good strategy that a lot of content creators do too. Like you have your yeah. second channel and it always does good views. Mm-hmm. But if you had more consistent uploads that were low budget, yeah. Or would that just dilute I your think brand? That because because YouTube doesn't operate like YouTube doesn't operate off of subscriptions at all anymore. No, YouTube matter. operates solely on suggested like their algorithm. They put it in front of people's faces if people click on it regularly. So it doesn't even matter what matter what channel it's coming from. I bet mm-hmm. half the people wouldn't even notice if they were on the Cletus Two channel or the main channel. This podcast will be a great example. People that oh, yeah. aren't subscribed. Because yeah. your name's in the title and they've watched Cletus they've never stuff. Watched, they might have never watched this, but they're just here because it's Cletus. Will 100% pop up. So It's a very good algorithm. So I don't think there's any point in having a feeder channel. 
Hmm. That's interesting. I, I kind of, honestly, I need to be better about realizing the fact that even if I put it on the Please 2 channel, it should be as good as something I put on the main channel. Because if it's, if my viewers see it and it's a sucky video, yeah, to lose and they the click brand. off of it right away, it might not ever. That might hurt my algorithm, you know, where I roll in the algorithm. So I don't know. Something good to think about. That's a tough one. I've heard um somebody was just or Elon Musk was tweeting about how Twitter's ad revenue is now the same. Oh yeah. So like you could put your video up on Twitter. And your ad revenue should be the same as YouTube, if not better, he said. If it gets that many views. But the other, a couple weeks ago, um, Theo Vaughn posted a podcast with Roseanne that got taken off YouTube. And it got 80 million views on Twitter, which I don't know if that's just scrolling by. It said 80 million views. Wow. Which is crazy. I don't know what they count of you as. <laughs> but it's wild. That'd be a ridiculous ridiculous amount of money yeah. if it truly pays the same but he is you know the sec number two podcaster in the world so yeah granted he gets a lot of views regardless but it may yeah, be what something are his to YouTube try. views they're like a million and a half every video two million videos are damn yeah he's like number two podcaster in the world right now i love theo von he's hilarious yeah so theo von's youtube I mean, yeah, he's got like, it depends on the guest. But then 80 million on Twitter. And then there, you also have to count what Spotify some downloads are two, probably are. This one's 250,000. The next one's 2.5 million. Because Spotify downloads are probably pretty high. Oh, too. yeah, true. But Spotify doesn't show numbers. Interesting. It's not public. Yeah, I mean, 80 million views on YouTube would be an astronomical amount of money. So if, if Twitter's paying that out, that's freaking amazing. I need to start a twitter i'd like to see if you posted your same videos for a while to see if you get a good kickback or would it not be worth it because you take views away from youtube hmm, i doubt i'd take away from youtube i feel like youtube and twitter don't cross over a ton no, but i, I might be wrong i don't think so but if people are viewing it anywhere it doesn't really matter yeah i don't care if you're i've always you know what i've been wanting to do too is like the spanish channel mm -hmm. but i just have never well, YouTube now has a, a spot on the bottom where you can click and it pulls up all the languages it's dubbed in. Yeah. And you don't have to cross channel or anything. It'll dub it or just put closed captions. It'll Now it'll, you can dub it into like a second video on your main channel. So they've added that into the same thing. They dub it? Yeah. You know, um, the number two market right now is Brazil for YouTube. U.S. and then Brazil. English and then. Hold on. Who dubs it, though? Who makes the voiceovers? You have to do that. Oh. But you put the videos all together. In it doesn't one. have to be on a separate channel. Yeah. Dang. So you could get more views that way. Yeah, I've had a couple companies reach out to me to do it, but I was like, this seems sketch. Because they wanted to, like, start the other channel. Mm -hmm. But now if I can just do it on my own channel, they can just give me the file, right? Yeah. It's tough uh. if you don't speak the language. Because you don't really know. <laughs> they just totally are screwing it up, and I'm just uploading them. <laughs> Well, because like con like there is like a like a slang that every country has. So like Yeah, if you get some guy who just like totally represents you the wrong way mm -hmm. with his tones and stuff. But even like if you're in the US talking about like a something that's completely US related that maybe they don't even get the reference to. Yeah. 
so like a good dub company would like fix that. They would make it better. Mm. Interesting. That's it's a weird deal. That's a good. Uh, that's oh, dude. I always am like thinking about doing that. I need to just pull a trigger. Yeah, it would be really cool to do. But Brazilian is the second biggest now. I think that's wild. Yeah, Kyle thought, was telling me about that. Hmm. I know. I couldn't. I don't really. I haven't looked it. at languages recently, but that's pretty good. Yeah, they're the second biggest market for YouTube. Um, dude, the the YouTube the Leroy clone. Oh yeah, <laughs> that like I was telling Bronte dude, about you that. Come drive it. It's I sick. I was telling Bronte about that. I was like, this brings up very weird memories and emotions dude, seeing that. Everything about it is so like. Leroy it looks so spot on I was like it is spot on I was genuinely having like a weird reaction to seeing it because I'm like I haven't seen that car yeah like that someone whoever did the cage on did a really great job it's freaking spot on it looks it and it's nice TIG welded I'm gonna come crash into the back to make it yeah dude really spot on yeah just come come rip it a little (laughs) bit and then we can uh we're also putting a blower on it right now so it's gonna rip Ready for the giveaway. Yeah, Dude, right. but, like, it's so weird how, like, that car, we had so much time into it when it was, like, nothing. I know. And then we had less time as it got, like, you know, there yeah. was less time with the blower, then less time with that twin turbo kit, then change, then change. But then that original just NALS. Oh. So much time yeah. doing stupid stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we shot a lot of videos like that. And, like, the seeing like the coolant overflow yeah. and like the ra- the air duct for the radiator i'm like yeah. it's so weird and i'm already getting people that are like you gotta leave it like that i'm like yeah that's what you say but not everybody everyone else wants to see it rip like it's yeah. gonna be a ripper it'll it might run we're gonna tune it for high nines but if you got it the way it's gonna be like you could definitely turn it up and it will be very fast so well, being auto is kind of cool too yeah, yeah, we got takes... fully built level six RPM four L sixty five E for it. It's gonna freaking scream, dude. <laughs> how many, how many of those did you break in Ruby though? How many, or how many times did you break the Ruby trans before you went to Power Glide? Wasn't it like two um, or three times? It wasn't an RPM trans, but it was. Yeah, I think. Was it once maybe? Was I, it? I don't think we ever got it fixed. Yeah, it may have just been that one time. I think we just burned through that one auto trans, and that little nightmare. Dude, that was crazy. I remember it just got the turbo kit, and you went to, like, go to LZs with it, and you took him for, like, the street pull and just trans let go immediately. I think I locked up for a second. Then it maybe unlocked. Oh, no, it went like, and then it just shut off and did something weird. Mm -hmm. But I remember that was, like, kind of around the time we were just meeting LZ. And he was like, what the hell is going on right now, dude? (laughs) And he had, like, some good, like, dialed in cars yes like all of his cars are like pretty dialed yes. in and now he's like what who the hell am i with right now yeah but then i just drove his car the other day and it freaking almost killed me you know oh which one that's in the seat broke oh yeah that i, I broke was my there neck, for that. i saw that yeah, i watched your head just standing like, right there <laughs> i watched your head just disappear it's like is he gone yeah. <laughs> at least my seat didn't break when you drove mcflurry dude i mean i almost broke mcflurry when i drove it you did rev her to the moon did you see in my video how I put like revving it higher than it's ever been before? <laughs> it didn't have a limiter, it didn't have a shift light. Yeah, no, we don't we don't run any of those. For reference to everyone, I shift my Camaro at eighty eight hundred. I was gonna ask, why is yours so low? 
Why don't you go higher? Just because it's non-dry sump. Oh. And the power glide drops RPM pretty good on the shift. So the higher you rev, the oh. more drop you get, the more crank bending you get. Oh. Because so the I'd, 2J that's in the the Rat Rod Supra shifts at 9,500. Yeah, I think you can get away with that with stick shift okay. a little bit better, that's too. difference. Yeah, probably. Because mm. I'm pretty hard on it up there. That that shift is so hard on it. I want to put a sequential on that Supra. <laughs> I feel like it'd be really fun. Oh man, I mean you could sell that trans for like ten grand. Really? Twenty grand in V one sixties. V one sixties are like Why? Baller. Well, you know what Victor always says about them. It's the only good stick shift trans ever. Well, it's cool how they have a fifth gear one to one. Yeah, instead of sixth. Yeah. Or instead of fourth. Instead of fourth, yeah, instead it would of fourth. be a T56. Yeah. But he says they just shift so barely smooth compared to the T56s. And it T56 shift swap nice. Supras are lame and bullshit and fake. Yeah. Fake Supras. So I want to do like a fifth gear one-to-one sequential. Okay. So it's still kind of like the V. It'll be like close to the V160 ratios. Yeah. They have those Australian ones. But right? just, you can just. That would be so fun. Yeah. That would be a good car for it, too. That would make that car really fast because yeah. it kind of falls out of boost right now unless you, like, shift the crap out of it, which I don't really care to do. Does it have nitrous on it? Mm-mm. That would help if it had, like, wide-open throttle nitrous. Well, hell yeah. I mean, it's nice. My, I mean, my Camaro has it. That's how I roll <laughs> race it. I don't – I mean, I lift off the throttle when I shift it, so. Yeah, that's how I roll race my Camaro when I've – done that is you have to rely on the nitrous yeah i'll like kind of foot break it a little bit and then it's just like yeah dude you're one and only roll race w have you roll race since no no just one and done yeah well i was hanging out with chase and he was like oh roll racing is actually really hard and you know there's some really fast cars out there so i was like okay and i went one (laughs) just because i I had to do it chase is a big roll race guy like yeah. Chase is just not a drag race guy. And for people who are wondering, we're talking about Chase from Streetcar Takeover, a.k.a. the guy who had the original 3DX Evo that was on 1320 that, like, blew up back in 2013. And this is also the same Chase that when I was 16 years old, I was driving down a street in Omaha, Nebraska, and a Mazda 3 Speed pulled up next to me, and I said, do you want to race? And he goes, yeah. We raced the next stoplight, and he's like, dude, your truck is sweet. Uh, let me give it your number, and I'll text you our meet tonight. Mm. And that's literally the same Chase at that point texted me and said, come to Sonic on 180th and center. I go there. That's when I met Kyle Loftus from 1320. That's what started all of our, like, everything. Everything kind of cascaded from there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and then I met Cooper when I was working for 1320, dragged him into this whole thing. That was when that was still very picking up was 1320, and, like, social media besides YouTube was just kind of really starting. Yep. Instagram was still infancy Just started, yeah. And Facebook was still kind of, like, weird mm-hmm. wasn't like for promoting yourself very yeah much. it was just like a social network like yeah strictly and now i and chase is still 
Only a roll racer, dude. Yeah, that's what he does. Has the guy ever floored it from a stop? I'm not sure. Probably not. Probably. Oh, he has a GTR now, so it does everything for him. Yeah, but if you leave on real power on a GTR, they just destroy themselves. He's got a he's got a, a fully built one. They still like if if I bet you you're leaving on such light boost on that thing that. Like, if you left on, like, regular power, it would just oh, yeah. eat itself. Yeah, I'm sure if he rode in, like, a really fast car. I don't know. They, I think his 60 foot's pretty good. Yeah. So it might feel sort of similar. But nonetheless, Chase is still a wimp. I was actually about to say, though, and shout out to Chase and Justin because I I would say without streetcar takeover at the start of everything, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are now. 100%. They basically handed us uh, the the ability to make good content for yeah. cheap. Yeah, because Sell we... Sell merch, the whole nine. So, I mean, it's a combination of Kyle Loftus of 1320 Video, Chase and Justin from Streetcar Takeover, that literally made us who we are in the automotive world. Mm-hmm. Because Kyle brought us the social media aspect. Yep. We saw what... Chase and Justin were doing. We even ran their social media with yep. our with our deal, and then we saw them selling T-shirts. Saw Kyle selling T-shirts. We saw Chase and them doing it. I mean, they laid the path for our success. But like, also, so, if you imagine like a band that you really like, a lot of people used to follow the band around. Yeah, we followed Streetcar Takeover around the country. We did. They would give us like. No entry cost. We just did burnouts. You know, we could like. We didn't even race. Yeah. <laughs> and we would help them like announce. You would announce stuff for Dude. them. We would just host we burnout such stuff. idiots. Yeah, like that was our thing was like going to Streetcar Takeover and hosting a burnout contest for 30 minutes out of the entire yep. weekend. And then we were like, we crushed it. Yep. We're out of here. <laughs> but we would, we would sell merch and we would get to make videos. Yeah. So... Like it was, it was, it was hugely helpful to the start because it was cheap to do. Yeah, and it yeah, made they good gave content. Us that free entry. Yeah, and they were really accommodating to I think us. They would even kick back a little bit to come to the, some of the events to help promote. Yeah, like if I announced, they would. I mean, if I announced, they would give me like a thousand bucks. Because getting to these events, I mean, shoot, our first LS Fest was like a borrowed truck, a U-Haul trailer. Yep. Bombed through the night to kind of go do nothing. We made like one run. Yeah. We thought we were killing it. But that's most LS Fest. (laughs) It's hard to get runs in at LS Fest when there's a thousand cars drag racing. It's pretty tough when a lot of broken LS is at that event. A lot of people sending it on stock motors. That really happens. Yeah. They do a good job, though, at incorporating other things. Yeah, they do. So when you scatter your motor, now you can can do drifting, autocross, you know, the whole night. Yeah. But. True that. Shout out to Chase, Justin, and Kyle. Yeah, it's funny to think back at that to the OGs of, I mean, their night meets were like the thing. Oh, dude, Twin Peaks night meets. I would love to go to one of those. Like, I would love, to, I would love to go do it now and just enjoy it. But it's, um, I don't know when the next one. Or I mean, I guess maybe. What's well, one of their end of the year ones? It's closer. They're about to, to be here. in Denver next weekend. Yeah, Denver would be tough. The Denver one. one was fun though. Remember when we go to that one? Mm-hmm. The Denver one was really fun. We almost died in the Defco truck. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rear end locked up on the highway. Yeah, and that Raptor. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't even. It was a Mega F350 Raptor. Mega Raptor. Yeah. Yeah, that video uh, was one of the top. That's one of the top videos on the channel, too. Oh, shit. But we, I don't think a lot of people know this. We drove that Mega Raptor, and then that evening, we were going to dinner or something. We're on the interstate in mm-hmm. this thing, going like 60, and the rear end literally locks up in it. And like, it made the back tires do this big bouncing thing at 70. And we're literally staring at the ground and the back of the truck is just in the air. And we're looking at the ground in front of us, like at the road. And then somehow I think we just shed enough speed. It started slowing down, pulled into the shoulder. Yeah. That was a, that was a great truck. I mean, it was fine, honestly, though. It nothing cool. even nothing even happened. He drove it. He just, like, came and picked it up and drove yeah, it. Yeah, we drove it the rest of the way after we stopped. Yeah. Like, it was almost like it was almost like there was a rock in the diff, and yeah. it just wedged the diff and stopped it, and then when the bouncing broke it loose, I have no idea. It was on, like, happened. some MRAP axles and tires and stuff, too. It was, like, a big unit. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't. Because the engine stayed running and everything. Yeah. So. That was a bad deal. It was not happy. That was a scary one. I love I Denver know. though, man. I love that track up there. Oh, I miss it dude, so much. I know. Mile high. So beautiful. It's one of my favorite it's places to visit. Dude. It's one of my favorite places to visit. I wonder, you know, luckily the Bandemirs are building another track, mm-hmm. but that one's, dude, that track hit. That place was so cool. That land must have sold for a fortune. Because they don't just let you build stuff on the sides of mountains anymore, you know. That's they a lot. Of, that was a lot of acreage too. Yep. I think what happened was they kind of forced them out by buying that, buying the parking. They bought like the parking lot and yeah. kind of forced their hand where they were like, "Well, now we don't have parking." Yeah. And you know, I mean, there I was think houses it was time. Right there. I think they're getting a lot of pressure and stuff, but luckily they have the, the, drive to build a new one because otherwise Denver really mm-hmm. will have. I mean, I'll have to go to Pueblo. Yeah. Well, but. you and you and Victor must have to look at things like that as like the case study for like this is precedent of yeah. what happens when houses move uh, a track out. I would do. Yeah. I mean, you're not on a mountain, but I definitely have been thinking about that a lot the last couple of years with all the pressure from you know they're about to build six thousand homes next mm-hmm. to the literally right next to the Freedom Factory, but I'm not that worried about it. I think we have, if we wanted to stay in that location and operate for the next 10 years, I'd still think we could. I could see in five to 10 years finding like a better plot of land. Like, you know, we're only on 181 acres between the two properties. I could see us finding like 500 acres. Yeah. Just a few miles east and building a new facility. Because what these, what these neighborhoods have done is taking the value of our properties. And well, once the houses are built, they're going to be crazy values of, yeah. of the track property. So going a couple miles east and having a brand new facility, that sounds great. Curfews but, suck too, though. Yeah, that's the nice thing is we have no curfews now. But I, I always say this is I will not, I will not sell my track until a new one is built. Like I... I will. There will be no transition period where there's not a track for me. So you guys feel comfortable then dumping money for the next few years because that's where you have to think about it. Like you have to invest this money, but you're also kind of saving for a potentially rebuild. 
but it's worth it to keep reinvesting because Victor's put a ton into the yeah, track. Yeah, Huge Victor's shout out to million. Victor. Vic- he has helped the yeah. local racers so much. We lost PBIR last year. We lost one of the only, there's what, four quarter mile tracks in Florida. We lost one of them. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I kind of blindly just do whatever we got to do at the Freedom Factory, and I think he's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of us are going to like let the tracks decay because we have no current plans of doing something like that. I'd say if we already had another piece of land and plans going up, then I'd be like, yeah, don't fix those lights. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let's not spend 40000 on asphalt. Yeah. But to i think the tracks could be like right now the tracks the roads going into them are narrow and they're only two lane so like we have traffic issues we have ingress egress problems a lot of that could be solved with a new facility yeah you could design it the way that you want design it the right way you know so i there's definitely some desire to rebuild a to build a new facility yeah it's and like when you have I a wouldn't house build it right there that's for sure mhm it's like when you have a house, though, you always think like, oh, man, if I built another one, I'd do I'd this do like and that. This. I'd put a mudroom yeah. here. You know, the TV would be lower or something yeah. like that. So, you know, as far as the house is going in, there's not a ton they can do to get us out. But they can surely up our land value and then make it desirable for us to leave. Yeah. And if that's the point, then I'll have to I'll be like, hey, if someone wanted to make a deal, I'd be like, listen, if you want to make that deal, that's great. Let me start my plan of action now to get another track going, which should only take me a couple of years. And then at that point, mm-hmm. I would be able to execute a deal. But there would have to be a place we could drag race that day. Yeah, like an instant switchover, changing of the guard right away. That's the only way I'd do it. Yeah, always somebody on guard in a way, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah, like there's always a track. Yeah. Have you seen like what PBIR looks like now? It's very interesting. I literally flew over yesterday. Did you? Yes. It's it's cool because the town fights them from tearing it down, even though they know it's been said like there will never it will never open again. Mm-hmm. But the racers are still fighting just to make it more difficult on the people that bought the land, which I find hilarious. I, dude, there's people actively trying to actually bring it back. I don't. I think they already said it will never reopen as a race. I think they said that, but I think there's people who have hope. I, I have hope, too. I'd love to see it open back up. I would, too. I just um, I don't know what will happen. It's it's a cool track down there. It's a yeah. cool location. It's convenient location, too. It's out, like, yeah. kind of far. But, yeah, I mean, it's sad that um, we went there to buy a go-kart one time. I know. My shifter cart. Yeah. RIP. I don't know where that thing's at. I was going to say, <laughs> RIP, where is it? <laughs> Jeremy's got it. So, I don't know. But I, I flew over it yesterday. It looked rough. Looked like it hadn't hadn't had much traffic on it. Yeah, like it would be cool to film there. a video there. Like, I have a video, but it just looks like an, kind of an old track. Yeah. Imagine we bought it and did another racetrack, abandoned racetrack series in two years. It's not far to like commute to and like have, if you have to drive stuff to. It's not yeah, that far. No, it's only two hours. That would be awesome. That would be a really cool track to buy to do I, an abandoned. I would buy it, but the problem is someone paid a fortune for that land. Yeah. It ain't going down. I think it was Walmart. Walmart's they, got some money. Walmart paid a fortune. People for buying it. their water. Like I me. know. Yeah. So supporting them. That that'd probably be tough. It's crazy the difference in land prices than 
five years ago and what we thought was expensive is we, insane. There's so much swampland in Florida. So much of it is unusable. Yeah. That you lot. may see a lot of empty land, but it's like. And most of the land around PBIR is just unusable swampland. Yeah, they have like one of the, they're like on an island basically. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, well, it's getting warm in here, so um, we'll end it off there. We're, yeah. We've been going for an hour and 40, but, dude, I, I, would love to, like I would love to have you back on at some point again, obviously. We should, uh, yeah, we should do it, like, regularly, like, every couple of months. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. I love doing it, dude. I love seeing you do this. Like, this is your, you kill it at this. Dude, this thank is great, you. So. This is this is fun to me. I, lo- I love getting to talk to people and learning and picking someone's brain like you. And I I can tell you're good at it. And I'm sure the people would are going to flood the comments with some good stuff that we should talk about too. So yeah, let us know what you guys want to talk about next time for sure. Yeah, I'd we'll, be interested to we'll read those comments. Out. It would also be fun to, I think the one with Garza and JH would be a fun one to do like monthly yes. and have its own show. Yes. Like the four of us, we could 100%. do like a hundred percent. We could do like a monthly, like, um, Broken Part Society. Yes. <laughs> like, call yeah. it like, yes. Like a book club. Yeah. <laughs> just, what have you broken this week? <laughs> Dude, Garza just, Garza borrowed uh, Dalton's pit bike over the weekend and bent the forks on it backwards, nice. like bent the forks back. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, He's hard on shit, dude. Mostly on himself. <laughs> everything around him. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, thanks for coming on. Yes, sir. Um, I usually end this off with where can they find you at, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I'll put I, my link in the comments. Yeah. I think if you guys don't know who Cletus is and you're this far in, Good, good damn job. Please McFarland <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> Check Another it out. Deal. <laughs> but that'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next time. See you later. <laughs>